Hi, everybody. Welcome again to another episode of Real Men Feel. I am uh, your lead feeling man, Andy Grant. <laughs> With me, as always, is my co-host, Apio Hunter. Hey. How are you, Apio? Fantastic. You are outside today. I am. It's just too beautiful a day. I have to be out on my patio. So, yeah. Cool. That's a bold move. <laughs> Someday, maybe I'll, we'll take the whole show outside. And even because our guest this week, Pete Casaboon, is also kind of outside. Joining us from his car. <laughs> <laughs> My car cam. Awesome. And uh, Pete is, I believe, our first repeat guest. Yes. All right. Cool. Because we had so much fun, obviously, the first time you were here. And uh, we had just a pretty wide-range discussion about everyday spirituality. (laughs) And um, so why don't we start off? And are there daily practices that you do now or that you ever did that really let you know that you had some sense of spirituality? Uh, for me, yes, I definitely have a daily practice. I think it's about creating that. Um, I mean, there's a reason, like when you go to church, that there's certain liturgy, there's a certain, you know, things that you say over and over, almost like a mantra. You know, I think the same is true in our own per- personal spiritual walk. You know, I think you can, you know, come up with, you know, what is important to you. You know, uh, as probably, I don't know if everybody knows here, I work with the archangels. So um, I basically have gone back to sort of my roots in that. And I work with the uh, four cardinal archangels of the north, south, east, and west. Um, I also deal with the with the uh, the idea of the Shekinah, which is sort of like the the mother part of the. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I we knew that there might <laughs> exactly. Uh, we knew that there might be some some challenges with that. <laughs> <laughs> with the connection, so all right. Well, it, it's weird. Like I still show he's his connection is there, but he's not. It, that's correct. So all right, well, we'll see I, what happens. Exactly. But in the meantime, I guess we can continue the conversation until Pete rejoins yeah. us. Yeah. So, so I'll ask you the same question, Yapu. Is there something you do now daily to to know that you're spiritual, or was there something either way, or long ago, was there a first thing that gave you that sense of? of being connected to something? Um, uh, yes, yes and no. I mean, long ago, and I was, uh, you know, as, as those who have been following the show for a while know, I've been, you know, I was raised in Utah and I uh, was raised Mormon. And, you know, that, that ritual that comes in, uh, that, whoops. No, I just disappeared for a second. Okay, sorry about that. I love the glitches. Hey, Pete, there you are. So, right. tell you what, I was starting to talk, but you just jumped right in where you left off. We were talking about the four, the four archangels of the cardinal directions, and you working with them, and that's kind of where we uh, dropped off with you. Absolutely, yeah. So, I work with those, and also, I mean, I could we, we could do like a real quick short version if you wanted to, if that if everybody felt kind of uh, into that, I could just pretty much show what I do every single day. Does that work for you? Oh, that'd yeah. be great. Absolutely. Okay. So what I want you to do is just kind of relax and breathe deeply into your belly. I want you to imagine a, like a shaft of clear, beautiful light coming down to the top of your head. And when I do it, I feel like this really this energy building up inside my skull. I want you to imagine it going down the right side of your body out into the earth and then back up into your left foot and back up again. So I just want you to imagine this, this energy just flowing back and forth through you. Now I want you to imagine the sun beaming upon you. The first chakra, the root chakra, I want you to imagine it being filled up and being filled red. 
and filled with such energy to where it finally starts exploding back out and, and sending back out red energy to the sun. And then the second one, the, the orange, the sacral chakra, I want you to imagine it filling up with energy and sending orange energy back out once it's full. And then the, uh, the next one, the yellow, uh, the yellow, uh, uh, sorry, the yellow chakra uh, in the abdomen until it's sending it back out. The green in the heart filling up until it's sending it back out. The throat blue sending back out. The third eye purple sending it back out. And then the clear chakra sending back out. So you feel just like this, this like light energy coming out of you in like seven different places in the top and the bottom of your head as well. And now I'm going to call forth Archangel Uriel in the front. Archangel Uriel is a very silver energy for me. I want you to imagine a silver ring going down over your body. And as he, as it's almost like he's bringing the shield of energy and also this, this shield of wisdom to you. Archangel Michael speaks our right. And he's bringing to us strength, motivation, protection, and power. Archangel Gabriel to our left, bringing us motivation, inspiration, creativity, and boldness. Archangel Raphael behind, bringing us perfect angelic health and safe travels. Imagine the Shekinah up above, which is the mother energy of the God Force, connecting us with all that is. Mother Earth below, supporting us, nurturing us, nourishing us, bringing us all the resources for our wants, needs, and desires. We're now completely surrounded and supported, nurtured, nourished, kept well, and called forth to be all that we truly are. And for this, we're truly grateful and appreciative. Namaste. And so that's something I do every day. I usually do it in the gym at the shower. So I always tell people the, the wildest thing happened to me in the, in the shower at the gym today. And it's not what you think. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I always have that, that same experience. So I think about creating those rituals for yourself, whatever they are, whatever lines with you and then staying with them. It's, it has so much more to do with the mere words that you say. It has to do with that, that constant energy that you're putting out there. And if you keep it the same thing, I think it keeps you in that meditative role all the time, you know, because we're meditating constantly. It's just, are we meditating consciously? You know, because meditating is simply thinking about things. We're always thinking about things. So if you have sort of like a ritual that you have, you can be consciously meditating on those things that call you forth to what really expands you the way you want to be expanded in life. Cool. So, I, I love what you said about meditation because so many people I meet think that meditation means thinking about nothing and trying to force them their mind to be empty and blank. And, and you're really saying the opposite. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're, 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 God gave us this, this amazing you know, processing center for a reason. And there are times when you can enter these spaces where it feels like there's really nothing there. But there's always something there. You know, <laughs> always something, I believe, going on one way or the other. Because that's just the way we're built, you know. Right. Yeah, and I pretty- think we're built to be conscious beings that are really calling forth, you know, what will be by our thoughts, by our expectations, by our beliefs, by our words, by our deeds. You know, that's who we are. You know, we're, we're more than just these mere vessels. We're, we're more directors and focusers of energy, really, I think, uh, than anything else. And that happens through what we believe and think and, and expect. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I love yeah. that. And th- th- your ritual is so m- it's very much like my own. It's very much like other people I- I've met. Where I'm just really calling in some energy. 
and right yeah with, with whatever just really aligns with you and, and you know i can i can make it fast and do it five minutes i can make it last half an hour or an hour if i want to so cool. it's not like time has to really be constrained one way or the other and you can do it as often as you choose during the day it's not just a morning kind of thing for you I usually just do it in the morning, but I'm, I'm always thinking about it. I'm always thinking like if a situation comes up, I'm like, oh, well, I called Archangel Gabriel in for that, you know, or I called Archangel Michael. Yes, or that's covered. You know, it's done. You know what I mean? Uh, it's something I've started calling forth, but you have to be really careful with this Archangel. Archangel Nathaniel is the Archangel of Manifestation, but he's a very powerful Archangel. And I've started very, very quietly giving him parameters, calling him forth, telling him to you know, create a path for me you know, towards what I desire. Um, but even I'm a little bit tentative of Archangel Nathaniel because he's such a strong energy. He's, well, let me just say that what, what he'll do is like, if you ask for something new, he'll make sure that you lose the old so your hand will be re- empty and ready for the new. Well, sometimes losing the old can be a little topsy-turvy. So you have to be sure you're ready for his energy because he's he ain't got time. You don't have time to play. You say you want something, he believes you, and he's like, okay, let's do this. Right. So you really need to be conscious of, of your desires and all the implications they may have. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Because, you know, like Oprah says, your hands have to be empty to be able to receive. And he'll help you with that. <laughs> yeah, the, the old saying, careful what you wish for. Right, right. So that's, you know, he's powerful. Cool. So, so <laughs> is that is this something that you've kind of created and fell into on your own? Or it's something that you were taught to long ago? Or how, how did this become your actual... I really have no reference point to it really at all. It's just been sort of, um, you know, as I've been, you know, learning in my own experience, I've been really, you know, honing in on what is my truth, what resonates for me, which archangels really speak to me. And I was, you know, actually creating a Udemy course and I was trying to make it this huge, big thing. And I thought, let's go back to basics. So part of the basics of what everybody is really comfortable with are the four cardinal archangels of the north, south, east, and west. And I thought, well, those I work with all four of those archangels. That would be a really great place to start. And as I did it, I really realized I really resonated with those four, and I could really use them as the basis for, you know, really my my spiritual walk and my spiritual shielding of myself and and my spiritual preparation for the day. And I can make those the four four ones I really call on the most. There's certainly other energies that I call forth. I have to talk about Archangel Shamuel because Archangel Shamuel almost every single day comes into my life. Archangel Samuel is the archangel that helps us with the lost and found, also helps us with our perfect soulmate relationships. In fact, I'm gonna tell you a really funny story about Archangel Samuel. So I had I, I had to go take a tundra to do a show uh, last week and I put my iPad uh, in the console in the center of this tundra. And so when I brought it back to the dealership, I had to go run somewhere else and then I realized I'd left my iPad in the, in the console. So I called another salesman I said get my get my iPad he texts me back and he says I can't find the Tundra so I get back to the dealership I found out the Tundra had been dealer traded to Birmingham and was already on its way so I'm totally freaking out you know what I mean and they call the driver the driver says the iPad's not in the car and so I'm totally freaking out I was like wait I said Archangel Shamuel I need my iPad next thing I knew I got this inspiration to go look in one of these offices that I have with a little bin and I knew I hadn't put it in there I opened the bin there's my iPad I'm like okay about two hours later, a salesman comes to me and says, yeah, we had a dealer trade the car. I saw your iPad and I threw it in your bin. So, but it's just about all that, you know, whenever I consciously step back, get out of the fear, just say, Archangels, I'm giving this to you. I ain't got it. I know you've got it. You know where it is. Bring it to me. Next thing I know, it's mine. And I have like probably seven or eight stories of Archangel Samuel just like that, of where 
And it's almost like they're playing with you. They're like waiting to see, is Pete ever going to get conscious or is he just going to step on that fear? You know, is he going to step on fear all day long or what's going to happen? So if you're missing something and, and even if you're miss, if you feel like you're missing something, say like, it may not even be th anything that you think you've ever even had before, but if you feel like it's a part of your life that's missing, uh, say abundance or a relationship or whatever, or even if it's a physical thing that you feel like you've lost or would really like, it really feels missing from you, just ask Archangel Shamuel for it. Archangel Shamuel is the Archangel, like I say, of the lost and found, and also the Archangel of, of perfect soulmate relationships, and that can deal with romantic relationships, friendships, even business relationships, just helping us to find those people that we align with that will bring us to our highest good and that we can help bring to their highest good as well. So he's an amazing archangel. I, I had never I, heard I had never that heard name. That I had never heard Nathan, Archangel Nathan. Nathaniel? Yeah, Nathaniel. Yeah. Wait. Careful, Nathaniel. Nathaniel's a, Nathaniel's a, he's a oh. kick butt. He's a kick a butt kicker. There we go. Well, <laughs> when you and I uh, have done some work before together, Pete, I know that. Yeah, that ex that it definitely happened to me. And yeah, yeah, he will kick your butt big time. Yeah, so <laughs> and just... he 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 shake basically what he does. It's almost like a mugger, you know, who picks you up, shakes you up, makes mm -hmm. sure that everything has fallen out, wow. and he'll just drop you on the ground, and then right. he'll dump and then he'll dump whatever it is that you asked for. Right He's all excited. He's all like, now you're. <laughs> And you're all like, I'm empty. And you're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> that was the point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah get ready because it, it, it's, yeah, quite the experience. Yeah, another amazing archangel that we can really use in our everyday life is Archangel Azrael. Archangel Azrael has really a bad rap. He's known the, as the Archangel of Death. Uh, some people even think of him as the Grim Reaper. But he's the Archangel that helps us with... Uh, with uh, um, you know, getting over grief or sorrow or sadness. He's also the archangel that allows us to, to helps us to release old pains and old guilts. So he really works with those that are either grieving or those who have passed over or those who are helping those who are grieving. And so if there's anything that you feel like you've, you have regrets for or guilts for or something, because, you know, when people, especially when people pass over, when people transition, there's all this guilt wrapped into it. I should have, and they should have, and I wish this had happened, and I wish I'd been like this, and I wish they'd been like that, and I wish that's, you know, it's all this crap we throw on there. You know what I mean? All this extra crap. So um, Archangel Azrael can help us to not only release that energy, but, you know, whenever, you know, whenever we change anything, we mourn it. You know, whenever you buy a new car, you mourn the old car. Whenever you change jobs, you mourn the old job. It doesn't matter how much you hated the old job. You still mourn it because we wrap our we wrap our egoic identity around the people that are in our lives and the things that are in our lives. And when you let go of anything, you're having to change the identity of who you are. So you mourn it in a way. So think of Archangel Azrael as, a, as an amazing archangel to help you to release that old stuff and then maybe prepare you and get you ready for Archangel Nathaniel to bring the new into your life. So the, so the sense of mourning is really any change we go through, there's right. a period of mourning, or even if we don't yeah. even notice it, it, it's happening. Yeah, even if it's, in the, you know, sometimes that mourning process can be so small, you might even really not notice it. But after time, over time, it can kind of build up to this this big crescendo where, you're, you know, you're all of a sudden really sad. And you're like, why am I so sad? And you realize all the things that have changed in your life recently and it can be changed for the good oh, yeah. even change for the good can cause great turmoil in your life because it it changes the whole like egoic identity of who you are you know, your whole structure of your world that's why so you know like what is it 85 percent of or 95 percent of the people that win lotteries within five years are even poorer than they were before because they never changed their egoic structure you know they can't handle the idea of 
a, a bound, you know, boundless abundance. You know what I mean? So even the wonderful things are something you have to kind of get into a, a, an energetic flow with, you know what I mean? No matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah has a question. Uh, who is helpful for abundance and financial wealth? Mm, abundance and financial wealth. Uh, there's a couple archangels that really come to mind for that. So abundance uh, would be really around Archangel Ariel. Archangel Ariel is the twin archangel for Archangel Uriel. Archangel Ariel deals more with the uh, the physical plane, uh, with the resources, with the uh, uh, animal kingdom. So if you think about like what we would call worldwide, world, worldly abundance, that's all to deal with natural resources. So from her point of view, everything is available to us as long as we use it in a way that isn't like wasteful. You know, I mean, if, if uh, truly if a 50 bedroom home suits our needs, she's all for it. Now, if we have 20 50 bedroom homes, she's probably going to think it's a little excessive. So, she, you know, it's okay about to have, you know, it's all about the flow. You know, she's, she's always you know, telling me that there's just more flow out there um, that, that can possibly be had. One thing the angels have talked to me a lot about, I'm also a math geek. I have a math a math degree. And so one thing they often talk about in math and quantum uh, physics is that 96% of what we can detect as matter and energy, we have no idea what it is. So we label it dark matter. And what the angels have told me is that this dark matter, dark energy, which if you can imagine, if we can only, if we can only physically tell you what 4% of what we know is out there, we, we, that's, that's all we can tell you. you know, what, what you see, what you hear, what you feel, that's only 4% of what we know is out there. So that means there's 96% of matter and energy out there. We don't even know what the heck it is. And the archangels have told me what that is. It's like this cosmic soup of energy that's waiting for us to call into being. So what I'm kind of trying to bring forth to you is the idea that there is this like this limitless abundance. There's this limitless ability for us to bring in anything that we want to, you know, as far as we can detect in our, in our per- current earthly plane, you know, at least in our section of the universe, we're the only you know, creatures that are really existing that are consciously aware and able to bring in new resources. And if you can imagine all the, the asteroids and the comets and the meteors and the planets and you know, there's, there's, there's moons full of water. There's comets that are full of gold. There are stars that have been so crushed, they're nothing but diamonds now. So what I'm saying to you is there's tons of natural resources. We just have to figure out how to get it in. That's the only thing. You know, that's the only reason why not each, each one of us doesn't have a five-carat diamond ring on right now. We just haven't figured out how to get it in. You know, so it's not a matter of is there enough. It's a matter of us having the, the consciousness and the idea of how to make this abundance real for ourselves. Archangel Ariel would be the first one. Archangel Uriel, who is the twin, like I said, Archangel Ariel and Archangel Uriel are the twin. Archangel Uriel deals more with energy. Archangel Uriel is often thought of as the business archangel because he deals with wisdom, like I say, with energy. So he can help you to uh, think of new ways to reframe things because, you know, we're surrounded by 50% opportunity and 50% challenge at any one time. And that includes in our businesses and our personal lives in any other way. And it's about being able to see those challenges as opportunities because every single success story you've ever listened to always started with a challenge. I guarantee you that every single one, but it was because that person was able to see the opportunity in that challenge that they were able to turn it around and become what we would call successful. So start celebrating the challenges like, yes, this is the path to my success right here. Right. You know, right. if everything worked out exactly as we wanted it to and like we had planned it to be, it would be the most boring existence in the entire world. 
I mean, when we go to a dinner party, do we talk about that day that everything just went so good and zippity doo dah? We might talk about it for five seconds, but what we talk about for five hours is that day that was just like crazy as heck. And then the most insane thing happened at the very end of it. That's the story we tell. So if we didn't have challenges that we could turn into opportunities, we wouldn't have anything to talk about. Right. So it's the, like days say, that, it's, it's the days it's that the exceed days our expectations that, that are memorable and feel like we're really alive. Right. Right? Absolutely. That's, that's so true. So, so I and, and, and Sarah and other commenters are talking about something, a problem a ch- or a challenge I've had with the Archangels, and that's hearing the names and getting the names right and knowing which one. And, and does that matter or not? You know, it's really, to be quite honest with you, the reason that I work with Archangels is because I have a problem with what I would call a father God figure. And a lot of people do because those that have had issues with a, with a father figure here on earth sometimes have problems with a father, you know, domineering father figure as far as God is concerned. So the way it works for me, it's much easier for me to deal with spirituality where it's, it's sectioned off into these um, more distinct personalities where I can have like personal relationships. So uh, I would say it's really all about your intention. I mean, there's certainly been times when I've misspelled them or said the name wrong or attach the wrong energy to the wrong one and they'll just kind of very gently let you know um it's i think i think instead of trying to learn them all at one time i think start just you, you start adding one at a time you know what i mean just like what is the greatest energy that i want right now and for some reason it's really interesting as you were saying that for for whoever it was archangel Jophile is coming forth right now archangel Jophile is the archangel of beauty she's also the archangel she's known as the feng shui archangel because she likes to have things in order And so all she wants us to have in our life are two things, things that are of beauty and things that are of function. She wants us to get rid of everything else because we have this tendency to sort of like walk over the muck of our life and not even notice it's there. And our lives become very inefficient because we have all this stuff around us that we don't even need, that we don't even really think is pretty. We think, oh, I will need that one day or I will use that one day or so-and-so when they get five years down the road, they will need that. And we just scatter and have all this stuff all around us. And, you know, uh, material possessions take energy from us. What you want is you only want to have material possessions around you that give you an equal or greater amount of energy than it costs you or expends you to have it. So just have those things around you that are of beauty and a form of fun and function, you know, that actually serve your life. And that's why I don't, that's for some reason, Archangel Jophile came forth while we were speaking. Well, and that really goes back to the earlier statement of to receive, you have to be have empty hands. It has to be if you want something new, you need space for it to to land into your life, right? True, that's so true. I mean, it's like you know, I've been wanting to possibly have a new relationship in my life, and then I noticed that I kept all my clean laundry on the uh, right side of my bed where I don't sleep, and I thought, well, how am I going to have a lover in my bed if it's always covered with clean laundry? <laughs> right. So I started, at least it was clean laundry. At least it was cleaned and folded. You know, I'm a bachelor, but I'm not that gross of a bachelor. So, you know. <laughs> no unmade bed, no laundry no, scattered all over bed. the house. You know, and it's, it's, it's a, it is about having those little rituals. There's, you know, I actually did a blog post about that, about there's five things. You know, I'm, I'll see if I can remember what they are. But one of them is to make your bed every day. You know, that's the that's one of the, the most important things to do because what it does is it make it lets you know that you're important enough. Whether anybody else is gonna see it or not, 
It makes you know that you're going to be important. One thing I love to tell people right before they go to bed, what I want you to do is I want you to write down a whole list of everything that's bothering you, everything that you think is important, and write it down on a sheet of paper, fold it in half, and write the word joy, and know that you are just turning that over to the universe. I also want you to do one thing for yourself for the next day, whether it's pre-prepare your lunch, if you go to the gym like I do, get your gym clothes ready. Do one thing, even if it's a small thing, so that when you wake up in the morning, it's almost like a little present you open up for yourself in the morning. And it could be something that takes you three seconds to do it. But believe it or not, when you wake up the next morning, you're tired and you just, the last thing you want to do is think about which shoes go with which socks. And I know I'm gay, so that's a big thing to me. You know, probably nobody else really cares about it for me. But if you predetermine that the night before, then you don't have to go through all that consciousness, you know, the next morning when the last thing you want to do is just think about it. You know, so just do something for yourself for the next day. That's, you know, and if I can think of the other three steps, I'll, I'll come up with it. Right now, my brain can't think of them. So anyway. <laughs> That's great. I love that of uh, giving yourself a little gift and then you forget about it while you sleep and surprise yourself. That, that, yeah. I love that. And you do. You completely forget and then you wake up, oh, I love me. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, and, and rituals aren't just in, in spiritual sense. There's plenty of scientific studies that show the power of ritual in whatever you want to do. Because having a ritual help, helps you master whatever you're interested in as well. Um, right. You know, practicing anything is really a ritual. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, and I think that uh, what it does for you is it gives you a framework. It gives you a framework to really, you know, live your life around. And then and it just makes it easier for you to, you know, in other words, you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. You know, you can just sort of kind of make the wheel a little bit more special to start customized as you go along, you know, rather than having to think of how you do everything. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. Mm-hmm. And so we've got a, a, a comment and a question from Sarah. Uh, for others that are opening to listening to learning, how would you suggest helping merge current beliefs, those hearing this and thinking it's all woo-woo, to staying open to hear about their angels or at least stay open in hearing, hearing these messages? And, and I can back that up. I've, you know, when I, I've probably for years I've heard Archangel, like, yeah, what is this nonsense? Um, so you know, how would you ease somebody into everything that you're sharing? What I always tell people is that I want you to live by your truth. I don't want you to live by my truth. So I want you just to you know, give uh, myself and others the opportunity to speak. If what I say resonates with you, amazing. If what I say doesn't resonate with you, amazing. Because what it has done for you, it, is, it has created the contrast or the, or the context with you in which you can choose and pick what, what correlates to you and what doesn't correlate with you. I see us all as facets of a, of a gem, and each one of us refracts the light in our own particular way. And all I can do is I can talk about how the light refracts for me, and you can talk about how the light refracts for you, and we can compare notes and see how they correlate and see what kind of new ideas it gives each other. So I always tell people, I, you can always tell when people are speaking, the words that they're speaking from their mouth, whether it's from their truth or from a truth they've heard from someone else. So I always want to make sure when words that you speak from your mouth is truth, that's their truth, your truth. And you know your truth because truth never has to argue. Truth just is. Truth never has, you never have to convince, if somebody else has to convince you of their truth, it means they really don't believe in it. And egoically, they have to make you believe in it so that they know that they're right. I don't have to do that because my truth is my truth and I stand on that firm rock. And that, you know, so what I would say is, the job is simply to listen to those that you will and see what pieces of, of, of it are truth for you, what pieces of it are not truth for you, 
and let's go do your own research, go do your own connection. Because um, my ultimate aim for everyone is to know their own power, to know their own connection, to have their own, you know, uh, piece of, of, of really being the manifesting power of who you truly are. That's the most important thing for, for me with others and not for them to believe everything I say. So that's where I come and, from. And we can't force someone else's mind open. That's true. If, 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 there, if you're asking this question for others and we're about all those others and, you know, you know, live your best path, be authentic, share it and let others go, well, how come you're happy now? Well, what did you do differently? And, and let them, you know, let your experience help open someone else's mind. But I don't, I don't think we can talk somebody's mind open. Right. You know, yeah, that's the more that's you... something in that I actually have, I've noticed that every, every week there seem to be certain themes when I am working with folks. The theme this week has been the law of choice. And that is each of us has the ability to accept or reject whatever it is that we hear. So when we talk about truth, when we talk about the things that we hear, it always boils down to we have the choice to either accept it or reject it. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and a line that I've shared maybe on every show, but you can be right or you can be happy. And w- when I was growing up and was depressed and didn't have any faith in anything and thought life just sucked, I thought I was right. And that was important. But eventually I decided, you know, I think I'd rather be happy. And I was willing to, uh, I mean, I fell to my knees and prayed for something better, a different way to live my life than trying to die. And, you know, that's, we, we all crack open in, in a different way. Yeah. Mm. I hope no one has to go that way, but you know, whatever it is, it, it, in, in the end, it serves you. And, and you know, Andy, I think that's very important to really talk about how at those times when you feel cracked open, those are the times when spirit is really excited because that's when they can get down to the, to the candy core center of you. It's kind of like you know, the, the owl with the tootsie pop, you know, how, how many licks does it get to the core of the center? So a lot of times when you feel that, that broken, what it really is, is like that crust of that that uh, that shell that you built, that facade that you've put around yourself, that's really kind of blocking and dimming your own light, you know. And, it, and sometimes it takes some really awful, terrible experiences that you have to go through for that 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 uh, candy coating to get broken off to where you know the, the spirit can get to that good nougaty you know core. That's all that, that good you know chocolatey yummy center you know where things can really, where magic can really happen. So. You know, it's at those dark nights of the soul. It's at those times when you feel like you're at your very lowest are the times when actually you can start rebuilding back upon a basis of, of you know, true connection, true spirituality, true faith. You know, I mean, it's because, you know, I know for me, when I went through my dark night of the soul eight years ago, it got down to where all I had left was the core of who I was. That was it. And so it gave me the opportunity to sweep away all the debris and start fresh and really decide, well, Ain't nothing else left. Let's just go for authenticity. Let's try this for a change. You know, how about that? So, <laughs> you know, because I came for a whole lifetime of really not, you know, really not discussing who I was or not and not being authentic to myself. And that sure as heck didn't work. So, <laughs> so share your nougat. <laughs> right. Nougat. And, right. And if you don't, Archangel Nathaniel is going to come and beat you up in a very loving way. <laughs> in a very loving way that may not feel like love at first. It's tough love is what it is. Would that happen only if you called upon him and and prayed to him and asked him for support? Or would an archangel intervene if you just, they can just tell you need support? Well, we, you know, we are creatures of, you know, we, we have free will. So the archangels will never step in and do anything that we don't ask them to do. So, you know, a lot of times when people will say things to me like, you know, 
when they're talking about how so-and-so was saved in an accident, things like that. That's generally dealing with, it could deal with archangels. It's generally, generally dealing mainly with guardian angels. But I always tell those people, that person in that moment must have had such an incredible will to live that they, the angels were able to step in and do what they had to do to you know, save them because not everybody is saved in you know tragic accidents. And, you know, but some people are very miraculously saved, and I think it's because they just had such an incredible will to live, whether they knew it or not. You know that they were able to. So I would always say that the archangels will, or any of the angels, will only step in from our free, our expressed free will, and whether we express that with words, thoughts, feelings, expectations, or whatever it is. You know, because it's. I think it's really kind of funny the way people are always thinking that they have to make these conscious, like conversations, I guess I'd say with, you know, uh, energy beings, but really you're constantly having these conscious conversations with them. And every moment of the day, you're telling them all the time who you are and what you want and what will be, you know, just may, usually we're just doing it in an unconscious way where we're telling them, I want this. No, I want that. I want this over here. No, I want this, that. I want that over there. You know, we're, we're just always bouncing all over the place and we're halfway thinking about what we like. We halfway thinking about what we don't like. And so that's why our lives turn out to be these big mishy mashy messes because the archangels in every moment are creating us new paths towards what we're focusing on. We just don't ever focus on the same thing over and over again. So if anybody's life out there seems really dichotic and like it doesn't have a real theme to it and you're like all over the place, it's because you cre you keep thinking about that and creating new paths towards it. You know, so I, w I guess to make the, I made this a long story, but just to say it is about free will. We have the free will of what will happen. So it's really about the, the energy, the thought, the vibration we're always putting out as opposed to just some specific time and ritual of dropping to your knees and praying for something. I think you can definitely have that intent. And I, I believe that, um, you know, it, it, the feeling and the emotion is almost like the, uh, the turbo charge, you know, so you can, you know, in very concentrated periods of time, put out more energy and intention in one moment than you did in the whole last year, for sure. You know what I mean? Uh, but it's, it's like, do you do that? I mean, do you sit down and, you know, so, you know, oftentimes people be like, well, all last year I was thinking of terrible things. Does that mean I have just terrible things coming? I'm like, no, because you can sit down and concentrate for five minutes really intently, you know, on, on this new thing that you want. And as you, you know, as you gather that, that energy around you, constantly thinking about that one thing, intending that one thing, you're creating more vortexes, more energy, more power towards that, what you desire. It's going to far override anything. That it's you interesting you should bring that up, Pete, because, you know, so, both Andy and I are, are sort of, Possibilities trainers, and in one of the modules that we teach when we're teaching an infinite possibilities class, it's about our thoughts and how five minutes of focused thought it totally overrides the other twenty-three hours and fifty-five minutes of not so good thoughts. Literally, those those five minutes are all it takes. So yeah, spot on. Absolutely. Spot on. And, I'm gonna tell, and a lot of I'm people just hear about the law of attraction. Yeah, I, have a little, I have a little secret. Oh. Nope. <laughs> yeah, wait, now wait. we have to wait for the secret. <laughs> <laughs> I like to tell okay, sorry. It's so secret, right? it locked Pete up. Yeah. Right, now is an amazing time. Yeah, right now is an amazing time to be mindful. And what I mean by that is there's so many people living unconsciously that if you walk into any situation, any room, any kind of climate whatsoever with a clear focused intention of what you want, you keep your focused intention on that, what will happen is just like when you have like a string being plucked in a room 
and then all the other strings eventually start you know harmonizing with that string if you keep that clear focused intention on it everybody else will start their focus will begin to come into the line with yours so what i just want to say is right now is an amazing time to be mindful the more you watch the news and the more you see that people are being unmindful out in the world become to begin to celebrate because that means that you get to decide how this world will be if you will simply focus your intention in one particular way it it is it does so really boil down to us each of us living consciously each of us choosing that for ourselves because collectively that's how we're able to 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 create exactly what we want mm. and it and it's <laughs> yeah. the only way we can create what we want yeah. Otherwise, we're open, sitting back, you know, just winging a prayer right. without the prayer. Just, just a broken wing. We're, we're left to drift in the, in, the, in the currents of the universe, wherever that takes us. Yeah. <laughs> and what I was going to say earlier was that a lot of people I've met, when they first hear about the law of attraction, they get worried about all the bad thoughts and horrible thinking or that they've done. And, you know, you know like, like love is more powerful than fear, and your positive focused energy is more powerful than the, you know, unconscious, miserable, drifting thoughts you might have had for for decades, even. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and it all comes down to, you know, everything comes from an energy of love, even even in a way fear does. So it's not about really combating the fear, and it's not about you know being mad at yourself about the fear, but realizing that. You know, fear is a way of keeping us protected. Um, you know, something that we really kind of put into place, usually when we're very young, from like three to five years old. You know, fear is a way that we've um, placed these like restrictions upon ourselves to keep us in a place that's safe. And so instead of really railing against fear and being mad at fear, maybe being mad at that three to five year old, begin to say, you know, I really appreciate you keeping me in a safe and protected place, but. It now no longer serves me, and now it's time to really step through that fear. And, you know, fear is really sort of a um, a precursor. It's sort of like a, um, I always see it as like a doorway of flames, where as you walk through, it kind of burns off all the stuff that no longer serves you and enters you into this whole new room. So I once, um, I'm going to tell the story about uh, that a, a friend of mine just told me about, about the, there are these two lions, and one lion was very strong and young and was it was fast but he couldn't really roar and the other lion was older and couldn't really run but he had this amazing roar so what they did was they planned out this thing where they would they would stand at two places in the jungle and as one would roar all of the antelope would run away from the roar and they would run right into the arms of the other lion and so what my friend always says is run towards the roar <laughs> because the roar is where you will find the greatest expansion. So whatever your greatest fear is, face it. Face it for what it is. Ask it what it is. That's the amazing thing. When you start asking the conscious question of why do I feel this way? And why do I, do I react this way in certain times? And, you know, why do I fear this? And, and even asking yourself, it's an interesting thing, you know, with me being in sales, I asked myself this question the other day. I'm like, why are there times when I'm really on point and there are times when I'm afraid to call somebody? And I realized that there were like two different parts of me. There was like a three or four year old that would hide and not want to talk to anybody. And then there was a much more, you know, aggressive sort of out in your face kind of, you know, person that was willing to talk to anybody. So I started uh, actually being able to direct who was going to be in charge at which moment and to really kind of send the three to five year old off to go watch TV and, you know, and be safe and protected in that moment. 
And so it's about asking those conscious questions, not just being a victim to them, but when you ask just the clear-cut conscious question of, um, for instance, for me, I, I asked myself this conscious question about a week ago. I said, why do I have this great need for a man to tell me he loves me? And I asked myself this conscious question and came back to, because your father never told you he loved you. And there was such a big cathartic moment for me to realize, you know, what is it I'm really seeking in this moment? What is it? What energy is it that I'm trying to fulfill? Why do I have these motivations? And once you see what those motivations are behind it, and then you can, you know, you can really start to become more empowered in your life. Because to me, that is the most important message to get out to people is to start stepping into your own empowerment. Stop being a victim. Start being victorious in this life because that's who you are. That's how the angels see you. The angels see you as an amazing creature who has decided to somewhat diminish your your amazing yourself know, into these human sacks and forms here on, on earth simply for the expansion of all. And so once you realize that, you know, the angels think you rock, once you realize that and that, you know, this is just a master's class. This isn't really even all that important. You know, what can people really do to you on this earth besides hurt your corporal body? They're never going to hurt you. You're just going to go back into all that is and take all those experiences with you. So once you can get over those fear factors and just start going for it and realizing that, that you know, it, it's time to stop saying when I'm thinner, when I'm, you know, this, when I get this degree, when I have this much money, when that happens, I'm going to start. If you keep putting a, a, a restriction on when you start living, you're always going to have another restriction to put upon living. So when do you ever live? You're just that human sack. Right. Nothing. Sack of life. <laughs> cool. And that's one of the real, uh, the foundations behind real men feel that, that so many people get close to an uncomfortable feeling and want to re- just right. run away, go the way, stop, stop thing at all. But I, I love what you're saying of, of diving in, of asking questions, of really seeing what's beyond this fear, what's beyond this feeling. There's no, no everything has a depth and it, there's something there to serve you as, as we've all said already. Right. Absolutely. Run to the roar. Run to the roar. And roar while you're doing <laughs> Hashtag it. Hashtag that one. And do and what? roar while you're doing it. Right. That's right. <laughs> roar right back. Awesome. That's right. Well, we, uh, we've been going for a bit here, and I know Appy and I and Pete also have some hard stops today. So, so Pete, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they want to follow up with you and learn more uh, about what you're doing? You can go to my website, theangelencourager.com. It's T-H-E-A-N-G-E-L-E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-R. I already got it in the comments. Beautiful. That's the best way to get a hold of me. Cool, cool. Awesome. And for anybody else, Real Men Feel, we have the realmenfeel.org website now, and we have the Real Men Feel group on Facebook. Pop in there. It's open. It's a private group, but it's open for anyone to join, share, what you thought about this show, things you want to see in future shows, uh, anything like that. Pete's in there. Apio's in there. I'm in there. Sarah, our often, uh, who's often here, is in there. <laughs> and next week, we're back with another live show next Tuesday, 5 p.m., and we're going to be talking about men having fun. What? And that should be fun. <laughs> cool. So thanks for joining us, Pete. Uh, thanks again, as I've always, Apio. i very quiet this week, but thank you. Uh, it's, always an, it's always a joy to be here. Super. And thanks for everyone watching. Thanks for everyone with the comments. And uh, we'll talk to you all See again you guys. soon. Bye-bye. Bye.